Welcome to the Heart Tech Podcast, a show about innovation, technology, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by The Heart. Hello and welcome to the Heart Tech Podcast today with Paul Heffernan from Revolut. Welcome. Hi. And our topic today is a really important part of digital transformation, meaning security. And uh, Paul is Chief Information Security Officer at Revolut. And maybe let's start for the remaining five people on Earth or, or more uh, that don't know what Revolut is, uh, especially if they are not into banking and fintech. Uh, can you explain what Revolut is and yeah, what your sure, role there is? Yeah, sure. So uh, we, we are a kind of disruptor in the fintech space. So what we're trying to do is give people power back with their financial management that perhaps they've not been able to get this capability with the banks and other financial institutions that they've used. So here in Poland, we have 350,000 customers of about 4.2 million um, worldwide. And what we give our customers is a new way to control their money globally. So you can transfer your your currency uh, in real time to many other currencies at Uh, a good FX rate, you can buy crypto, uh, you can get real-time uh, health insurance depending on where you travel worldwide, and we've got a bunch of security features built in, of course, which help people keep their money safe. So I'm responsible for looking after cybersecurity uh, for the whole company. I'm actually a relatively new uh, employee. I, I, one of the first questions I asked a lot of people when I started was, how long have you been here? And most people said, oh, ages. How long's ages? About a year. <laughs> so I've been with the company now about six months, uh, and I've been uh, asked by the CTO, Vlad Yatsenko, who's actually one of the co-founders, come in and build a security function so that um, we can keep people's money safe and, and make sure that uh, we can be one of the trusted uh, financial institutions for people to use worldwide. Is it an easy job? I can imagine that uh, building a, a fintech disruptor uh, in a quite regulated industry must be uh, quite tough. Uh, and especially if you want to provide a seamless experience. I know my friends here at work, when they became Revolut clients, they were uh, impressed with how easy it is to onboard clients for Revolut. Uh, is it easy to design for both customer comfort yeah, and yeah. security at the same time? So I think uh, on the surface, it looks like a difficult problem to solve, right? You've got a very strict regulator. You've got... Um, A, a customer a set who are well understanding of the security implications of their money going missing and have very little tolerance for issues with security related to their financial uh, management. But I think um, as a fintech, we're in quite a unique position that many of the traditional uh, financial institutions aren't, which is we've had the ability to make technical changes at speeds they simply cannot. So for instance, um, all of our infrastructure is hosted in the cloud. And many big financial institutions talk about this journey to the cloud, how they're going to transform their business through uh, moving to the cloud. We were there from day one. So we can leverage many cloud technologies that traditional financial institutions haven't been able to use. And so um, this, is mean, this, is, this is meaning actually the problem, uh, whilst it appears difficult, is easier to solve in a fintech uh, environment uh, than perhaps it would be in a traditional finance, finance institution. Sometimes I have to remind myself of this uh, on a Monday, but it's, uh, it's a really engaging um, and interesting problem to solve, particularly as the main reason people choose Uh, one financial institution over another is trust. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I can imagine it's a it's a challenge to build that trust as a new player. So it's extremely important to handle that properly. What are really the biggest areas uh, in cybersecurity that you're looking into? Obviously, human factor is always a challenge, be it employees in any company or or but also uh, with with so many touch points that now yeah, customers yeah. have in the digital world. What are the really uh, issues or topics that, that that are most interesting for people like you in, in the fintech world? So uh, one of the key areas we're looking at is security design, trying to pass as much of that security control back to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the way you in, interact with a traditional banking in, uh, application or um, organization, you tend to have to trust many of the security things they do. They're not visible to you. You just mm-hmm. hope they happen. Um, so what what we're doing with Revolut is giving that control back to the consumer. So you can go into the app, for instance, and you can do things like disabling contact looks on the card, turning off uh, MagStripe, uh, you know, viewing your PIN number in in app. Um, but now what we're starting to look at is how we protect your digital identity. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've done more recently is if you've been affected by a big data breach, say Marriott Hotels last year, yeah. we will actually write to you and say oh, your, your payment data was uh, affected by this data breach. We want to go one step further uh, than this and actually help secure your whole digital identity. Mm-hmm. So when you register with us, we'll actually look for your personal data being traded on the dark web and tell you about it uh, before anything bad happens. So we're trying to um, add these features to put that control and power back into the hand of the customer. Is the post-PSD2 world where uh, banks are opening up mm. their data and and we know, of course, in the case of Facebook, also in another world, uh, sharing uh, information between different players, suppliers, partners, uh, where that in a, uh, data is somewhere and the user doesn't even remember whom, whom they, what they agreed to or to whom and who shared it with whom and so on. Does it really make your work tougher? <laughs> <laughs> well... Open banking is kind of a blessing and a curse in some ways. So uh, it's the innovation that the industry and the consumers want, this ability to have their data freely available, shared, and uh, put this innovation, um, make, make this innovation possible. Obviously, this comes with extra security risks because we've now gone from a single, a single organization to a supply chain of organizations that have got um, consumer banking information. But from my perspective... I think Revolut's in a good position with many fintechs because we've we, we knew this was coming you know, very early on. We've not built this big banking infrastructure and then had to figure out how we do open banking after. Mm-hmm. We've we've had that those principles of security built in, and from from the consumer's perspective, what we're going back to here is transparency. Again, this this piece on um, you know how we put security controls back into the hands of uh, consumers. PSD2 helps us do this because we can say to a consumer, yes, here's the open banking integrations that are using your data mm-hmm. and surfacing and making that transparent to the customer. And um, I think this uh, this is going to give people the power to understand where their data is, control it in the right ways. And many organizations um, who have got that mindset are going to be able to build the right security controls in place that uh, help control the risk associated with uh, the, the data sharing that is implied with open banking. On the uh, supply side of technology solutions, have, have there been any innovations in cybersecurity either developed by startups or big players that have impressed you yeah. or that you found yeah. interesting in the recent mm, time? I think we always have to go back to uh, 
the, the human factor when it comes to cybersecurity because it's the single security issue that manages to get bypassed or uh, breached regardless of all the technical measures that are in place. So some of the um, areas that we're really interested in is how we change behaviours associated with cybersecurity. So we do a lot of work in building a security culture inside Revolut, but what we want to do is actually start to transfer this to our customers. Because uh, you know we can put all these security features in in place, but if you're a customer and you get fished or some techniques are used to scam you out of your money, put your pin on the fridge. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, all of these technical measures don't really matter for much once once this has happened. So, I'm I'm really interested in the psychological factors of security and how we use things like nudge behaviors to just remind people from time to time in a very careful way that there are things they can be doing to keep their data safe. Uh, you know, reminding them about the importance of using the security features in-app, reminding them about setting secure passwords, all of these kinds of things. Um, but for me, that's more than just training people. We've got to figure out the, the psychology of behavior change because this is the only way we kind of fix this um, from a, from a long-term perspective. From a technical perspective, some of the things that I've been really interested in at the minute is uh, deception technology. If, if you heard of deception technology, I haven't. No, it's, no. It's, a, it's a really cool idea in cybersecurity, and, and what it involves is in a, um, a network or a system that you want to protect, you actually put these honeypots, these data files that are not real data, but you know when they're touched, the only person that would actually need, want to access them are attackers. Mm -hmm. So you're you're Traps. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so you get you get you know early warning that somebody's mm -hmm. in your system or is trying to get access to your system. So um, this is from a technical perspective one of the things we're really interested in uh, uh, using in our organisation and and uh, learning more about. Very interesting. Now, uh, this is really an arms race because uh, the innovators that are protecting are probably uh, inspired by the by the hackers and the yeah, other yeah, around. Yeah. And and hackers are constantly innovating. Uh, and you need to uh, maybe also involve those white hat hackers to work for you to test your systems. Are you doing like, something like that? Yeah, well? so we've actually hired a load of ethical hackers. Uh, so they started actually about three weeks ago. So we've got at the minute two ethical hackers that work for us full time. They are employees of Revolut and their only job is to hack all of our systems and tell us how they did it. We're actually adding more and more people now. Shall to I ask you if they succeeded? Their job is only going to be successful if they find stuff, right? Yeah. So, so we have got them in place to find this stuff and fix this stuff before people outside of Revolut do. So um, I'm actually happy if they do find stuff because it means that we've hired the right people mm. and they're finding this stuff before the bad guys do. So I think uh, if you can't beat them, join them and get them to join you. <laughs> You've mentioned that security culture. How, how can companies, especially large corporations that have thousands of people, uh, develop that security culture? Yeah, uh, it's a long process. This isn't something you change overnight. You're talking about you know, uh, deep-rooted psychology and behavior change. And I think what you have to do is think of, you know, the way we do it here is we think of, you know, what are the top three things we would want Revolut employees to think about? And we focus on that, those three areas for a year and then the next three the year later, and the next three the year later. So um, because it's such a, a long-term development, then we have to really think carefully about what we want people to do. So for instance, one of the things that we're working on at the minute is making sure that people set strong passwords when they work for us. And the way we do that is to try and reduce 
the requirement for passwords in the first place. That mm. sounds counterintuitive, right? But what that means is we use things like single sign-on inside mm. the organization so that you only enter your password once mm -hmm. and it logs you into all of the various systems that you need access to. That means it's a lot easier for you to set one really good password than 30 bad passwords that you need to remember for all these different systems. So um, what we try to take a very... Um, principled view on the behavior change that we want to make and, and, and spend the time doing that over a long period of time because this isn't the kind of thing that you can do overnight and uh, my experience not just at Revolut in, and in other organizations shows that if you get that right you actually uh, secure the organization better than buying lots of security technologies and hoping they keep the bad guys out. Mm -hmm. Now Revolut is growing really fast and probably in different countries there is different regulation and also different maybe habits of people. Is that that uh, scaling uh, internationally creating new tasks for you as well? Yeah, I mean, there are many different regulators worldwide and they all have very different needs and they all want to be the first person to speak to me whenever we go to a new country. Um, But from, from, from my perspective, a lot of this is, is easier than it could have been because uh, we've, got, we've put lots of effort in, in getting the basics right. So, um, you know, in, in larger organizations, they may have not had the ability to get those basics right at first. So they've, they've had to go back and apply them. What we've done here is we've, we've had the ability to get those basics set up and basically almost cookie cutter them uh, to all the different countries that we work with. So the, the regulators that we talk to from a cybersecurity perspective are all, all, always kind of quite impressed with uh, what we've done from a security perspective. And, and really, that is because they're representing the customers and the customers wanting to trust Revolut. So we try and do as much as possible to demonstrate to the regulator that we've, we've understood what customer trust really means in that country and put the right technical controls and other security controls in place to do that. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, because uh, disruptors like you uh, probably are not necessarily very much liked by incumbents like banks. Do you feel that, that the banks are watching you and hoping that you fail in, in something like cybersecurity or something like that? Uh, well, bit. I uh, think it's fair to say we're disrupting the industry. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to give existing banks a hard time. You know, in some countries we work with them and we want to make sure that ultimately customers get the experience they want. Um, so from my perspective, uh, I'd hope they don't have that mindset. And, and this, this whole industry, particularly when it comes to cybersecurity, is all about collaboration. Mm. Many of the, the risks uh, that different organizations face, we can only really fix this issue collectively by sharing things like threat intelligence and what attacks are being used against the wider industry. So one of the things that I, I often do is I go to events all over um, and talk to different financial institutions and share some of that knowledge about the different attacks that we're all seeing because we're all in the same, uh, you know, the same industry together. Um, so hopefully they don't want to see us fail, but uh, um, I'm really a strong believer in collaborating with them um, from a cybersecurity perspective. What do you see as cybersecurity hot topics for the next five, ten years? Oh, so I think uh, we can't uh, we can't not mention blockchain. You know, uh, this has the ability to uh, automate and uh, 
provide the integrity around lots of things which uh, have been a challenge. Probably a good example for financial institutions uh, like ourselves is things like KYC, the checking process you go through when you create an account. Many organizations, uh, particularly you know those in the fintech space that have completely automated this process, have common issues with fake documentation that's provided by scammers. We've actually built things like facial recognition tools to try and stop these scammers even registering in the first place. But blockchain has an interesting uh, potential to help fix this by helping us guarantee integrity of this kind of data. So maybe it's a bit far-fetched, but you can almost imagine this idea where we register a digital identity of ourselves on the blockchain and we, we use this technique to validate our identity across the internet. Um, I know some people may think this is perhaps a privacy invasion or a privacy issue, but that's one of the areas that I think is quite interesting. And the second is eventually getting to a place where on the internet we don't use passwords anymore because mm -hmm. this is the common reason most organizations have uh, some kind of cybersecurity incident. It's usually because their employees or customers set bad passwords and use those bad passwords on lots of other websites. And when one of them gets breached, that password's tried on all the other services that they use. So I think at some point in the future, uh, we will get close to using things like biometrics and other techniques to properly identify uh, ourselves on the internet. And this should fix this problem for once and for all. Super. I hope it becomes invisible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, fingers crossed for the passwordless world. Thank you for, for working on that and, and good luck with Rebels Growth. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Heart Tech Podcast. See you on the next episode.